and welcome to the Taste Uber Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. I caught up with singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Chris Masterson and Eleanor Whitmore at the 2020 Folk Alliance International Conference in New Orleans. Due to circumstances beyond our control, we were booted out of the media room I had reserved so that NPR's Ann Powers could do an impromptu interview with Annie DeFranco. No worries. The Mastersons went with the flow and we conducted our conversation in my hotel room while they were perched on my bedside with my lavalier microphone attached to my water bottle handle. They could not have been more gracious and accommodating. When they're not touring the world as valued longtime members of Steve Earle's band, The Dukes, the musical and marital twosome make inspired albums of their own emotionally vivid, deeply humanistic songs. Experience is something they have aplenty. Prior to coming together as a musical duo, they married in 2009. Masterson and Whitmore were both seasoned veterans of the Americana and Texas music scenes. Masterson spent his teens playing the blues in Houston clubs before landing hired gun gigs with acts as varied as Jack Ingram and Sen Folt, while the Denton-born Whitmore grew up performing in a family band with her folk singer dad, Alex, and sister Bonnie Whitmore, now a solo singer-songwriter in her own right. She has played fiddle and violin on dozens of album sessions for the likes of Bruce Robeson, Slade Cleves, and Shooter Jennings. By their own admission, they are here to serve the songs. The Mastersons, who now call Los Angeles home after stints in Austin, Brooklyn, and Terlingua, Texas, recorded their soon-to-be-released No Time for Love songs at LA's legendary Sunset Sound Recorders, with Shooter Jennings at the helm. It was engineered and mixed by five-time Grammy Award-winning engineer Ryan Freeland. Shooter had recruited the Mastersons to play on his albums Family Man in 2012 and The Other Life in 2013 and they'd recently reunited to work on the now Grammy award-winning Tanya Tucker's comeback album, While I'm Living, which Jennings co-produced with Brandi Carlisle. As our country becomes more divided, Chris says, it makes it harder to connect with loved ones and friends that disagree. Fundamentally, we all want the same things, but we're pitted against each other by extreme rhetoric on both sides. If we can lead with kindness and empathy, there is a way out. Only by cataloging and acknowledging loss and grief can we move forward with gratitude for what we have? I agree 100%. Enjoy this conversation with Chris Masterson and Eleanor Whitmore. The Mastersons. New record coming out in March. Yes. Um, is this the kind of kickoff for the promotion of that Folk Alliance? Yeah, kind I mean, of. I've seen it on social media. Yeah, it's hard to say because we've been talking about it so much all, uh, and, online already. But, and um, you know, doing interviews, so it's it's. Um, yeah, this is kind of. I mean, we we've got some of the new songs out for our show um, and Marfa over uh, for New Year's, but um, yeah, this is kind of the first. Um, uh, it, I guess the first time we're out in public with the tunes, and then we we go straight to the Outlaw and Kayamo cruises. Act like this starts. This starts. The cycle that takes us all the way to the summer right now. So. Do you find the current cultural, if you will, or society, society we find ourselves in right now, is it really ripe for songwriting 
song crafting right now. There's definitely a lot to write about. Yeah. There's a plenty lot, of fodder. There's a lot <laughs> going on uh, right now. So I think you know, just uh, that's kind of what led us to write a lot of these songs. Is is you know, we're kind of sick of writing love songs or just you know your typical um, kind of Americana subject matter, and we've kind of branched out a little bit on songwriting on this record because there is definitely a lot to talk about. Well, I think as a listener and a fan and one who cannot do what you do, we look to you all to verbalize or Mm -hmm. internalize and then verbalize Mm -hmm. what's going on around us. Because if we didn't have the ability to connect the dots in that way, we'd all probably implode. Yeah, I mean, art should be provocative. And uh, these are interesting times we're living in. And... um, I always think it's really funny when um, people that might not agree with you say you guys should shut up and sing or, you know, things Stick like, to you yeah, singing. Stick I don't to want to hear your politics. Or... And, and it's just kind of funny because artists for centuries have been responding to um, public event or things, events that have been going on, whether it's war or, you know, Shostakovich and his um, quartets and symphonies. I mean, you can hear Stalin knocking on the door, you know, the Gestapo and his music. And even though he wasn't using words to talk about that, you can hear the, you know, the, just the intensity of what was going on at the time when he was writing his music. And you look at Picasso's Guernica um, in response to uh, the bombing um, in Spain. Um, and, you know, it's just, uh, there's, artists have been doing this for a really long time. So it's not, it's not unusual, um, you know, to, <laughs> right. to be responding to uh, and for those And for those of us that have been around for a while, I mean, back in, in the day when I was young and the Vietnam War was going on, of course we looked to our musicians to verbalize and, and to, to write the great protest songs that have really stood the test of time. And you can just kind of like insert <laughs> name of war right. here but yes. you know another thing and I think there's going to be a lot of um, I think there's going to be a lot of great records this year in, in 2020 and uh, you know varying degrees of uh, you know varying angles but um, one thing you know we kind of wanted to really lead with you know love and empathy and kindness because I think a lot of that has been lost and you know there was an era where people you know had their beliefs and then they went behind the curtain and they voted for whoever and then they went back out into the world and they weren't didn't they didn't treat people with differing opinions in an unkind manner. Yeah. And so this has kind of started, and it's like, I, I would hope that music can be galvanizing. Even if someone doesn't share all of our beliefs, like people can go to a show on a Friday night and hopefully come out feeling better than when they walked in the door. Um, it's funny, we were, we were heading, um, this is great, like we were heading back to Los Angeles to make this record, and I was standing in the airport in LAX, um, and Eleanor had, had gone off for a minute and I was waiting and I had this copy of a Chuck Prophet record and it, it was Let Freedom Ring is a record mm. he made with Alejandro Escovedo and it's sticking out of my laptop bag I had sat in with Chuck up in San Francisco and I had this vinyl sticking out of my bag and I'm looking at the clock and just twiddling my thumbs waiting on Eleanor and her sister and I this guy says Chuck Prophet who's that? and I, I kind of turned around and just said well you know guitar player songwriter he's in green on red he's made great records and then he said well let freedom ring is he a patriot and i was like maybe (laughs) and and i you know it kind of stopped me for a second and then he said well is he on the right or the left 
And I, and I just said, and I, and, I, and I don't know where I found the serenity and peace to answer this guy, but I just said, well, you know, since when does being on the right or left decide whether you love your country or not? And, and the guy, and it kind of, it disarmed the guy. And then we just had a converse and, he, and we had a little conversation and I asked him where he's from and we talked about the weather a little bit. And, and I don't know, and, well, I'm fairly certain I didn't change his opinions yeah. or how he's going to vote or live his life, but I treated him with kindness. Well, and, and he was kind to me in, 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 in turn. And that's we need more of that we do need more of that danny and i've made a really conscious effort we drove down here and we spent the night in shreveport and we we said let's let's not that we have to we do kind of have to be reminded let's just really tune in to everybody that we meet everybody that's waiting on us and just really send out you know love and kindness to everybody it was amazing Mm -hmm. I mean the people that we that we met and we interacted with just on the on the on the trip down That's here. That, you know, and I bet that guy that you talked to, he thought twice before he you know lit into somebody or took that approach with somebody. Yeah, no, we, we had a moment, and and like I say, I don't I don't I'm not claiming that I my words mm-hmm. changed his his social mm-hmm. views, but I but I you know if you lead with love and kindness, and I and I hope, you know, yeah, we have our views, we 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 have our leanings, happy to share them when asked, but. I also th- I love the power of music and art and, and as a collective thing that we can all experience together and maybe feel a little better on the back end. I don't want to live in a world where that's not right. possible right. or that's you know the way to go. Um, I went to a house concert once where Berlin Ber- Thompson oh, yeah. was playing and I was looking around the room down in the Ozarks and I realized that everybody in the room was a musician or an industry person or somebody that was really connected to music and I felt like I was the like an interloper there that I didn't belong there and uh, this guy said look Diana this is the holy trinity this the the artist seeks and, and gets inspiration from the divine or whatever it's up to them whether they want to put it back out in the ether you know to mm-hmm. share but if they do they need people like you or of course it's, it wouldn't be very it and share it and fun support it financially and every, so it's not <laughs> an either or thing it's sure. the holy trinity and it was just a such a great connect the dot moment for somebody like me who has always loved music can't sing a note can't never was trained to play an instrument or whatever but has made it such a huge part of my my life um i felt i felt kind of validated at that point just you should i mean that's where all as i do hopefully we're all fans at the end of that week when we're on our rare chances to be home we sit on the couch with our dog and listen to records so much but it's no time for love songs we're starting to unravel at the seams maybe i care too much and this world is hard enough how come everybody's gotta be so mean i wanna sing a song that'll make you stop and think instead of turning a blind eye to all that You've lived all over the place. Yeah. I mean, Texas, <laughs> New York, mm-hmm. now LA. Why Terlingua? Did you actually live in Terlingua? Are you from? My well, my uh, my 
both of our our families from Texas, but um, my parents uh, live in Terlingua now. They um, went down there like every year. Is that where Butch Hancock lives? It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like and way out actually. Jamie Dale Gilmore also has a place down there now too, and um, it's just a really beautiful. It looks part beautiful. of the world. It's um, the landscape is is gorgeous. But Butch says at night you can't see the sky for the stars. Yeah. Uh, um, there's not a lot of light pollution. Uh, the air quality is really great, and um, it's just beautiful desert terrain. There's lots of hiking and and things to do down there. Um, so it's it's a place that I've been going to all my life, and um, now that my parents have kind of retired and and settled there, um, we've uh, bought a piece of property and have a little getaway that explains down there. So, yeah, but it's <laughs> amazing. Sure. No, but it, that's a place. So when you travel as much as we do and then live in a big city it's like you can go out there and just shut it down it sounds like heaven and in out in the desert it's like the um the hippies and the nra people can kind of coexist uh, all the weirdos just get like along Willie used to bring together the, exactly yeah. no and i love that i mean i would I, yeah i would rather live in a galvanizing world like that and so yeah we just all hang out down there whenever yeah. we can well I, w- I wondered about that when i was listing yeah. you know wh- where you've lived the terlingua i know which Hancock lives out there. Yeah. It's, is that the, what they call the the Big Bend country? Mm-hmm. Big yeah. Bend National and Park. I've never, I've never Far been West there. Texas. Well, I'll have to put out, my, my family lives in Houston. Yeah, I, mean, I grew up in Houston. I'm, I didn't grow up there, but that's where they've been for the last 45 years. But as you know, Texas is a huge place, and um, the Big Bend country is just some yeah. place I've never been before. Um, this partnership that you have, um, what is the or is there a division of duties and i don't mean you know housekeeping duties or whatever as far as your musical partnership is there a, a stark division of well eleanor drives <laughs> well, musically speaking um we are pretty equal contributors um we might have a moment alone rarely where we might come up with a melody or a line um on our own and then we'll sit down together and finish the idea out um but I would say we're pretty equal contributors to the music and the lyrics. Um, you know, obviously we have different instruments that we specialize in when it comes to recording. Um, but even that, you know, you know there, there might be a time where she'll be working on a string arrangement and I'll hum a note or a phrase and she'll like, you know, begrudgingly add it in and she'll do the same on a guitar. I mean, I can think of a guitar mm-hmm. line where I was hearing something one way on a chorus and. King of Castle, and she hummed it, and it was backwards, and I'm like, "Damn it!" Like, but it, but it worked. I mean, it was like, yeah. so I think we're there's a there's a trust and a, it, you know, it, or an accommodation a, at least if you you're not and it's there, intense. you'll get you'll get there. It's yeah. intense, and you know, it takes uh, brave people to, you know, God bless Shooter Jennings who took on the duty of uh, producing a married couple. But. Well, and he well, <laughs> and, and he is producing now. I mean. This Tanya Tucker record that he did with Brandy Carlisle that you were on. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, when I started kind of digging a little deeper into your your background, the artists that you've played with in support of, is that because you because you're multi instrumentalist and you are you just facilitators by nature or? I love being a facilitator or a co-pilot or a muse. Like it, well, both of us kind of started off as side musicians, and even though we were writing songs along the way, we didn't really 
I've yeah, I consider out. myself a reluctant front person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like we, I love singing our songs. Um, I don't know if, if if we didn't have this endeavor or band, I don't know if I would be out coming to these things as Chris Masters mm-hmm. and the artists. Like, because right, right, right. I love playing guitar with people. I, you know, there's a really well, and the people that you've played with, they're just yeah, they're remarkable. pretty all right too. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty all right. Um, Jack Ingram, I'd never heard of Jack Ingram before. About I don't know. 15 years ago or so, I was reading a book about Americana music, and there was a whole chapter oh, wow. Jack Ingram, and I thought, I don't know who that is, and so, you know, I, I looked into him as I did a lot of the artists that were in this book, um, but I've seen Jack, you know, anything from an in-store to record, he seems like he might be kind of a challenge to to deal with on a day-to-day basis. He's one of the great ones. Is he? Yeah, is absolutely. He? I love Jack. I mean, just as a, I mean, I love his music, but as a person, like, we're still friends. Like, that was... Do you think, from what I hear, it's most important for you to serve the song? Mm-hmm. That's the song. And that's why people gravitate toward having you guys involved, because they, they know I think that that's... Your focus, you, yeah. I mean, your, I mean, that's your serving the, the song is the most important thing in the room. But I th- also think, like, when when someone calls you for a session or a tour, like, it there's a whole there's a whole thing. There's a vibe that should happen, and the, and the people, you know, the people that do this well, you know, it, you know, it's like if you've ever talked to Buddy Miller, he's one of the most humble. Oh, people I, I, I have had the honor of speaking to ever. Him. You'll ever it's meet. Like, Talking to my brother, you know? or like our, our friend Charlie Sexton, you know, like he's anything he's a part of. Like when he walks in the room, like everybody's happy to see him. So obviously, the song is the most important thing. But um, I think what do you kind of what do you bring into the table as a vibe thing? Just don't be a jerk. You know? Well, look, I, I mean, I'd almost rather like as as a as a player and a producer myself, I'd I'd rather like have a a B plus player that was an A plus hang. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because we're this is we're supposed to be tapping into something that's intrinsically honest, and I don't know, and and you know it's all about the vibe, you, which you can't really manufacture. So mm-hmm. we're trying to create this vibe. So if there's, you know, if someone's in the room creating tension, I don't know if that's the the best thing. Well, so, and you probably reached the point, you know, you're at the level, both of you, where you just don't have to put up with that behavior do you really well, you try to grow i mean that, that that comes with like or do you try to turn them no that know? comes into self-care that's yeah, just boundaries yeah. you know mm-hmm. like do you want to like do this or not and you know i mean i guess you know we're freelancers so we generally have to say yes but we can say no to things that we don't like and and try to avoid caustic situations do you say i mean i'm looking at your schedule your year is kind of mapped out yeah 2020 is mapped out is, yeah what is that like to, well, I, can't I mean, it's, it's, some people would aspire to it. They don't have a clue what they're going to be doing six months from now. But is that, well, is that? It's like a happy, happy kill- thing to have all this stuff on the calendar and like, okay, cool, this year's looking really good. But then it's a little bit stressful and overwhelming when you think of all of the little things that come in the mail when you're out of town mm-hmm. and having to renew a driver's license or you know pay a parking violation or. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of things like that that kind of get. Um, uh, well, we also have a really old dog that, yeah. that our neighbor watches, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's really hard 
you know, it is hard for, spending I mean, her golden life, years you know? traveling. Yeah. We don't have children, so that's yeah, kind of... She's actually too old to travel now. But so, she used to do every um, tour with us. So that's that's pretty hard to leave her at home. But at the same time, like, you know, you can't not plan your life. And, you know, I don't know whether she's going to be around another mm-hmm. week or another year. She's almost 16. Right. Um, wow. And, and these opportunities come through, and it's like you have a new record or a new endeavor, and you just kind of have to gun it and go for it. Right. Well, it looks from your schedule like you're going to be gunning and, and, and going for it. Yeah. Um, the re- the relationship as uh, a member of the Dukes, are you still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you get his schedule first or that schedule first and then schedule everything it's else kinda, around we, it? We or? get things blocked out. There's a bit of air traffic control. But right. Like at this point, we just kind of like his agent and our agent. And, and you know, we're lucky to have some people helping out and, and there's a team Masterson's there's a team right? Masterson's um, uh, an awesome and dedicated team well uh, it probably wasn't always that way right no. no and we still handle a lot I mean I don't want to make it sound like I don't wake up at 2 a.m. You, you have people call my things. people and yeah. yeah we do a lot of our we still do a lot of it um, but you, you, almost, you almost have to you do no one's going to do it like you will um, but we are grateful for the people that you know. Have you been to Folk Alliance before? We have. Yeah, this is our um, third We time dip a toe have. in every few years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't missed one for about seven or eight years. I missed the Americana Fest last year. I just had to take a break. It's just yeah. gotten so big and so mm-hmm. expensive and everything. I just had to take a break. I went to a little festival in New Mexico instead. But cool. um, I like New Mexico. I, ha- I love New Mexico. I have a lot of young, unsigned, unknown local artists in my sphere mm-hmm. of influence or whatever that are always asking me um, for advice. And a lot of them are here at Folk mm-hmm. Alliance right. for the first time, showcasing for the first time. Um, if you had the opportunity to talk to one of them or your 21-year-old self, what would you, knowing what you know now, advise them how to approach something like this folk alliance well right? i just answered this question in an interview this did morning you? Did you? so my because i'm getting asked all the time well, like who am i to answer this question i'm going to start asking the artists right. that are at another level now they're not unknown well, what, not I, right. what i wish i could tell my 21 year old self and my dad used to always say uh, don't sweat the small shit and it's all small shit yeah, my, my sister said that and, and I think, you know, I hear his voice, you know, he's no longer with us and I, I hear it all the time and I, and I still, and I don't want to act like I've, I always heed that advice, but I mean, it, you know, it really is all small stuff. I mean, Australia First is on, world problems. Australia's on fire right now. There's just, there's so much going on. People are sick in the world. There's, you know, children in cages. Like, so well, I'm going to worry about not getting this one piece of press or a show date being moved around. Like. It's all small stuff. Um, I think that will bode well for you. I uh, as just a, as a as a life. Of course, no. It's I mean it's uh, tenant. There's there's self care that has to come in, into play, and and the older Eleanor and I get, like the more you have to balance like this busy schedule with mm-hmm. self care. What's your favorite kind of self care hack for yourself? Uh, well, me- my meditation app mm-hmm. um, has kind of saved me on the road. Yeah, meditating. Um, just. You know, carving out some space uh, so that you have a little bit of perspective um, about the day and things that come your way, and um, also just kind of 
uh, getting back to my yoga practice um, that helped me a lot with I have had some neck and shoulder problems from playing the violin I don't recommend that instrument um, <laughs> for uh, chiropractic reasons but um, I started going to physical therapy and kind of was realizing well that's just this yoga stretch and this yoga pose and I was like I just need to do more yoga so mm-hmm. that's helped a lot too um, I keep hearing that as an older person that I mean, I don't want to go out and start running, mm-hmm. you know, at 68 no. years old. I, I I keep hearing Tai Chi and, and you know, Jim Lauderdale has been trying to get me to do yes. Tai Chi for yeah. like 10 years. Ago. Yes. You know, one of these times I'm actually uh, going to do it. Well, but the other thing about but the, there's one other thing that, that I would tell a young artist. And and I think, you know, we've been we have been very lucky as as side musicians to, you know, you almost become an apprentice for, you know, working with these great artists. And. What makes them great is great songs, yeah. and you, you you and you make a great record, and you know whether it does what you want it to or not, you go back into the studio and make another great record, mm-hmm. and whether that does what you want it to or not, you go back into the studio and you make another great record. Are you are you aspire you gotta, to that? You gotta have to be a lifer in this business. You have to be really dedicated to hanging in there and kind of being like a cockroach or a twinkie. And, but you also have to really spend the energy to hone your craft and um, to be the best that you can be um, because there's, you know, literally, Cause, cause there's another, a lot of talent. Yeah, people. there's well, a lot there of is, and, and, and there's, and, and it's almost, uh, they're almost false metrics. Like you can, anybody can hire a publicist or a radio person and have, take one, your money. And have <laughs> one great Americana Fest or, or, you know, this or that at Folk Alliance or all buy-ins. Um, you know, or get this, and they, they might have a great year or a great record, but the people we idolize are people, you know, you know, you mentioned Verlin, you think about Guy, mm-hmm. you think mm-hmm. about Steve, you think about these people that, you know, had long careers, not a good record, not a good record cycle, but it's a, it's a lifelong thing, and that's a slow burn. It's who they, it's who they are. I mean, it's, yeah. um, I, I, I don't know, is it a fine line between business and art? I mean, you have to be so... Art, art and commerce has always been a delicate dance, and yes, you do have to kind of show up to make the commerce stuff happen, but it's still, it's about the songs. Mm-hmm. Like, we've never, I feel like we've had some cool stuff happen, but I don't feel like we've ever had like this big windfall where we're all just locked into place. It feels like more like a slow burn and a cumulative thing. Like we're the we're the train the engine that could yeah, <laughs> instead of like oh man we did this and then the the, the clouds parted and it doesn't oh, it doesn't oh, feel like that it might look like that to someone else I mean I talked yeah. to someone and a friend that has a at a label and he's just like look if you're you know you're not you guys you just you know you guys had a record in 2012 and then New West put it out and then blah 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 like I guess to the casual observer it might look like things have been handed to us on a silver plate but there's been a lot of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears put into it, and and who knows? This record might not, you know, this might do incrementally better or not, and, and we're just gonna have to write some more songs mm-hmm. and tell some more stories. How can I help you? <laughs> what can I do for you? 
Well, I mean, if you like what we do, play I it on do. the show. I mean, that's that. It's. I feel like we're making connections. It's. It's. This is. It's one person mm-hmm. at a time. It feels like the old days that you think about, like Hank Williams going around to radio stations, and it. It I feels like it's kind of like gone back to that. I almost feel like we're like running for office, just trying trying to like win one fan over I, at a time. I and, know. I mean, I, I I have so many friends that are musicians, and that that's kind of. I hear that hear that a lot and that's why I'm maybe trying to short not short circuit but make it a shorter distance between point A and point B. I think you just you know hopefully people get to hear the stuff and there's Mm -hmm. a lot you know there's no shortage of good music right now you know it's it what's what's short are people's attention spans and you know there's so much um, stuff that you know everybody's competing for the sort of same bandwidth and Mm -hmm. um, but I I was talking to a good friend last night who was, you know, we were talking about some artists that, you know, might have a great gimmick or this great gag. And I was like, that's cool. And, and hats off if that's what they want. And, you know, but I don't think that's sustainable. Yeah. I always, as a mother and a grandma, I always worry about these young, young kids that make it, you know, when they're 17, 18, 19 years old. Um, and how are they going to sustain or what's their are, oh. they, are they even going to have a career by the time it's I always tell people look at the bottom two thirds of the bill on any festival I mean from these folk and Americana festivals to you know Coachella and you know and look back in five years and see which of those bands are still playing I mean, obviously the big headliners will still be out there but a lot of them just cease operation or they've gone on to other endeavors or mm-hmm. and so and that's the thing it's like I want to play chess and not checkers. Like I want to figure out because that's what my heroes have done. Well, I I'm going to keep on trucking as long <laughs> as long as I have a voice, and um, I appreciate your time today. I know you guys have got a showcase, and you want to probably go take a nap or have some. It's work. New Orleans. We're, we're going to go eat. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go eat too. Um, play the record so we can come to Kansas City because yeah. I've got a cousin there and uh, really like to come. Yeah. Well, you know, Frank. Family. Just send Frank a. He's on the boat. He's on boat right now, one of the cruises, right? Oh, yeah, because we are on the cruise right after the ticket. Yeah, my bucket list item is the Kayamo cruise. Yeah. I mean, that would be, I would love to do that. Left. Are there? <laughs> are there? Well, I don't know that it's in the budget this year, but it's, I mean, I'm kind of running out of years. So yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to do it. It's really special, though. It, well, the people that do the cruises, they're like the, they're like the liner note readers. Oh, I know. Because I, if you think... I'm, I'm that girl from I, 1967 or 68, so, you know, when yeah. I went to the radio station when Al like started. We grew up in Houston, so I had, a, you know, I had Cactus Music, Cactus Records mm-hmm. and, and Soundwaves. But, like, if you think about a lot of the people that aren't in big cities, they don't have a brick-and-mortar record store anymore. You know, that was used to be the, the epicenter all of our... All the vinyl stores, we've got them all over Kansas City. Right. We used to have one for a while, and now there's probably... No, a dozen. Yeah, and they're having in stores yep. and got, our uh, merch companies in Kansas City too. Did oh, you have seen merch? Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's who the radio station uses. They're they're great. Yeah, yeah, we like them a lot. Well, I'll be I'll be pleased to uh, follow up and 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 introduce this new record uh, to my audience. And awesome. if I can help you get back at Knuckleheads, I'd be happy to do that cool. because Frank and I are really good friends. Nice, awesome. That's where I've seen you. And the first time I saw your sister. Nice. Uh, Bonnie's all over this Bonnie record was, too. Bonnie was uh, opening for Hayes Carl. Yeah. Right after Hayes had won um, Emerging Artist of the Year, like mm-hmm. 2010 or whatever. That's and, cool. 
about three days later, he was in Kansas City at Knuckleheads, and that's when I first saw Bonnie. Yeah, she's been through there a couple times yeah. recently with uh, John James Graham. Network-tree and yeah, John, John D. D. Graham. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm a fan of your sisters as, as well. We're trying. She's coming on. We're going out with the Jayhawks, and she's coming yeah. out on a lot of the tours. Like so, she's kind of opening what. Is we're she playing opening. bass for when she? What is she doing? We have a bit in the show. She sang and played on the record. So like in our opening sets, I think there's going to be just a couple songs where we bring her up to sing because it's. Yeah, it's special to hear, you know, I mean, husband and wife is cool, but to hear siblings Sibling. is, you know, right. so like the, then with the three of us, I think it's really. We're booking some headlining shows around. And then Bonnie will open the stuff. Open that, and then we go to Europe in the fall and Bonnie will play bass. Those will be cool bands. That's a family here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, best of luck to you guys. Thanks. Thank you again Thanks so much. Time.